0: You're listening to the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MetaShare. Each week, Bryce, Luke, and Henry unpack sports, faith, and life with the goal of challenging, encouraging, and inspiring you to follow Jesus and become more like Him. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here's your host, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live Podcast presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce Johnson with Luke Heaton and Henry Biename. We're here for the next hour to unpack sports, faith, and life with you, the Unpacking It community of sports fans. Oh, what a Monday. What a weekend. How about this coming Saturday, the greatest final four we've had in a a long time and the greatest matchup we might ever see Duke UNC coach K's final run. Here it is. You got to be kidding me. As we always say, Hollywood can't write this script. They were doing the Oscars last night talking about these movies. Get out of here. Those movies stink sports, baby. That's what you want. If you want entertainment, if you want joy, if you want tears, if you want uncertainty, if you want a Cinderella story, if you want epic matchups, it's sports, baby. It's March Madness, especially this time of year. That's exactly what we've seen over the last two weekends, eight days worth of madness. Even going back to the first four, we gave you tremendous madness, didn't we, brackets? Wow. Or you gave it to us. Unbelievable. So I am fired up. There's so much to discuss as we reflect on what we've already seen and begin the hype for this weekend. As you know, I'm a Duke fan. Luke is a Kansas fan. Both of our teams are in the final four. And as you know, the final regular season game of the year, Duke fell to UNC. And little did we know that that would set up both of them to catapult them to the final four. We will unpack that in just a little bit during our unpack this segment. How does that relate to our own lives? Uh, We will also have some fun with tap drill. We'll we'll talk a little movies during that segment, a couple other sports stories, some fun stuff. How about Peyton Manning having a request for Tom Brady? Got to discuss that, but it is madness today. And, and actually, I, I want to spend some time talking about St. Peter's as well, because that really is you know one of the more memorable stories of this tournament. And I want to give them kind of the fair due and, and, and take a look at that as, as sports fans today as well. Uh, but plenty of thoughts about Duke and Carolina. And, and let me say this, as a Duke fan, I absolutely wanted this matchup. I wanted the rematch. But what I've already started to notice, even going into last night's St. Peter's UNC matchup, Tar Heel fans, not as eager, not as confident, not as excited about the matchup and the possibility of losing to Duke and then watching Duke go on to win. So they want to hang on to that, that final win uh, at Cameron and and how just epic monstrous. I was going to say, it seems like a funny word monstrous, but that's what popped in my head. Uh, that it was at that time. But now our perspective on that changes a little bit, I think all these weeks later. So uh, I'll share more on that in, in a little bit. And then the fact that we got Villanova in the mix too against Kansas, this is wild. This is fantastic. So what are you convinced of today? What are your thoughts on this final four? I think college basketball is back. Not that it necessarily went away, but there's maybe been a little negativity about the sport in recent years throw that away. We're back, baby. College basketball is awesome. And I love this time of year. All right. Thank you to MediShare, our presenting sponsor. MediShare has provided my family, plenty of wonderful coverage an affordable and effective way to pay for healthcare over the last five years. And so excited to, to be able to, to promote them and, and link arms with them as our presenting sponsor MediShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians Looking to save money without sacrificing on quality? MetaShare is a biblical, affordable alternative to health insurance. Go to MediShare.com slash unpacking it. MediShare.com slash unpacking it. Luke, the momentum, the excitement continues. How are you doing?
1: Oh, rock chalk, Jayhawk, my friend. R-C-J-H. Oh, it is great. Man, I love me some Kansas Jayhawks basketball. And we are in the final four. How about that? Our two squads in the final four. And we are both one game away from potentially having to put our friendship on pause. That's so, right. Uh, Duke and Absolutely. KU could beat in the finals. And I didn't even consider that an option going into the tournament. I didn't think either of the team, either Duke or KU was good enough to make the championship game, but will I take it? Absolutely. So uh, I I am on cloud nine today. All right. So we got to go
0: back to the weekend though, before we, we do our, our, I'm convinced for this week, uh, you texted me or, or G chatted. We, we communicate on G chat, G chat, uh, basically oh, yeah. an ongoing thread. Uh, Bryce, is all, our, you're all, Bryce is all
1: about the, uh, the Google suite. He's team Google. So, yeah, you uh, know, it's, I jumped on board. It's
0: it's it's convenient. It all kind of flows together. <laughs> so all of a sudden Sunday we're gearing up for the Elite 8 games, your team Kansas going up against Miami, and all of a sudden you find yourself out to lunch with plans. <laughs> now I've made a strict rule that very little plans take place in the month of March, first week of April. Like I don't like to put anything else on the calendar and I'll I'll take things as they come and say, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I could celebrate my cousin's uh, birthday. Oh, we're going to be at my parents' house, so there will be a television on. I have yeah. somewhat control over it, so I, you know, I, I'm willing to, to 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 adjust a little bit. But overall, no plans. However, you found yourself in the middle of plans in the middle of your team's game on a Sunday afternoon. What
1: happened? I I found myself in a nightmare situation. It was <laughs> it, and I was confiding in you. And just, I I was just giving you all of my emotions. So you all know I'm a huge basketball junkie and I watch copious amounts of basketball. So when my Kansas Jayhawks are on, it's not even a question I'm watching. There's some games where I have to talk with Madeline say, hey, I think this is a game I'd like to watch. Okay, yeah, it's a game. And maybe let's do something else instead of this game. But when the Jayhawks are on, yeah, we'll be watching in my in the home court advantage. I want to watch on my couch. I want to have control of what's in the fridge, the drinks I'll be drinking, the food, uh, the temperature of the air in the house. I, <laughs> I want to control the variables. When you host your Super Bowl party, you control the variables. So I had absolutely no control. So my sister, we were all meeting her boyfriend's family. So it was going to be a Sunday afternoon. I did not know what time it was going to be on. But when Kansas made the Elite Eight, I thought, oh, no, this could be an issue. And it was One twenty start time, central time, lunch scheduled for one oh, thirty. And it's my favorite Mexican lunch. food place. Very and, late lunch. Uh, yeah, at post-church. It was my favorite Mexican food place, and I've never been least excited to go to this place ever. I'm always on, uh, so pumped to eat here. The place we went, where you got unbelievable amounts of sour cream, that same restaurant. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. And
1: we show up. I'm in a bad mood. My wife is encouraging me. We're listening to it on the radio in the car. And I'm like, gosh, Luke, and I'm wearing my KU shirt. So I'm like, should I just throw subtle hints that I would rather be watching the game I'm, I'm pulling I, up with my KU shirt. Oh, no. I always find it actually
0: embarrassing when I know a team is playing and somebody is wearing that shirt in public, not watching that game. I'm thinking, what are you doing? You're not yeah. watching the game. You're take the shirt off. Take the and shirt. Now off. Now, you know, yeah. that been maybe you.
1: that person was invited against their will well, to a fair. lunch. So I, I'm, I'm messaging you. This is a nightmare. I don't know what to do. I'm having to put on a brave face. And I will admit, I love sports, and I'm going to get frustrated when I can't watch my team, sometimes at the sacrifice of relationships. But I show up, and the greatest thing happened. My sister's boyfriend notices the KU shirt. He said, oh, yeah, KU's playing. Yeah, I'll pull the game up on my phone. Game playing on his phone the entire lunch. And I strategically picked the end of the table in the corner to where I could divert my eyes to the phone at any time. And we watched the game while conversing, and it was fantastic. So, so it worked out.
0: You, well, didn't have to, you didn't have to pull the, ooh, my stomach is hurting, I have to go to the bathroom. You so I was planning
1: on the drive over there. I'm telling Madeline I'm going to have to take a long bathroom break on numerous occasions. <laughs> so she was already planning for that. But now with the game on, it ended up being great. Meeting their family was awesome. So it ended up working out. But the drive there – I it was I was uh not a good mood so uh it it worked out but it was potential nightmare situation.
0: Win. Well, and Kansas was down at halftime. It was very surprising. So driving
1: but, to the restaurant, the only thing I'm hoping for is let it just be a blowout. If Kansas wins by thirty, I didn't miss much. That's my true. saving grace here. And they're down at halftime, and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? But I, I was must able say, to watch that game.
0: Was one of the more like. Wait, what just happened games? Because all yeah. of a sudden in Kansas, they were unstoppable. And and Miami had nothing, no answers. Yeah. And uh Larinaga, like his his go-to line during the first half and even earlier in the second half, I think, was we just have to run faster. You better come up with something better than that. You didn't <laughs> run fast enough. Your guys did not run fast <laughs> enough. So thanks for playing. Good run for Miami. You were too slow. I don't know. There's A lot of issues. You couldn't hit a shot in the second half. It yeah. was it was all Ku. So Ku finds themselves in the final four at, alongside Duke, Carolina, Villanova, all teams with multiple championship wins over the years. The Blue Bloods, as they like to call them. This is fantastic. However, let's begin our show with with I'm well. Now we're in. We're we're in our show. But let, let's let's take a take a take another step. <laughs> That's I'm right. I'm convinced. The St. Peter's run is the story of the tournament up until this point, right? Now we'll move forward with the with the final four. But it's all about St. Peter's. And as great of a, a run as this is, I'm convinced it's my second favorite. It's my second favorite run behind Davidson. The Davidson Davidson run. Yes, that is a Cinderella story because that was at the time it was a socon team, smaller conference, you know, you got to win the conference to get in the tournament. Um and so they of course had a special player in Steph Curry which yeah. made that run much different than St. Peter's because St. Peter's run was was not about an individual player. They don't I mean, Edert was probably the most memorable player just cuz he's different in personality and all that. But he came off the bench. Yeah. Um but it was 10 guys deep. Even, mm-hmm. even at one point, it was five in, five out. So their run for St. Peter's was extremely special. And that's what I want to focus on today is, is giving them love because very rarely do we see the 15th seed do what they did. We've never we never seen them go to the Elite Eight. Yeah. But I was reading something that reminded me, too, that normally when a team makes a run, it's because another team also got upset, right? You have kind of an easier road. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case for St. Peter's. Actually, the one surprise was facing UNC, an eight seed in the Elite Eight. Yep. But other than that, it's Kentucky two seed. It's Murray State the seven seed. It's Purdue the three seed. Yeah,
1: unbelievable, unreal. So I love that you bring up Davidson because I get to brag on my Jayhawks. Although, I have, so I have a great memory with a Cinderella for Kansas and a horrendous memory because I was worried you're going to bring up VCU. And VCU beat Kansas on, on their route to the Final Four. And Davidson almost beat Kansas in the Elite Eight when they made their run. Um, that, that Davidson run's probably underrated. Because yeah. uh, there's the George Masons, the VCUs that made a Final Four. But that Davidson team, like those, Steph Curry's highlights at Davidson are ridiculous. And so, we gotta keep in mind, he was a lottery pick out of Davidson. He was, he was I, the real deal. But at that time,
0: like people heard rumblings about him. And, and actually, I was at App State during that time, and Davidson was in our conference. So he came and played at in Boone. Oh, um, wow. And so, all right. So that was 2008. They were the 10th seed. They defeated number seven, Gonzaga, number two, Georgetown, number three, Wisconsin. And then they lost in the Elite Eight to the eventual champion, Kansas. So that's, an, that's a really impressive run. Now, how does that compare to what we saw with St. Peter's? To me, the fact that St. Peter's was such a small unknown school with unknown players and and a coach that it's almost like we should have known him. He was in the 1996 All-American game with Kobe Bryant, the McDonald's All-American game. Yeah. Was in the Sweet 16 as a player at Seton Hall, Shaheen Holloway, and 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 he was really the star of this this St. Peter's team as the head coach mm-hmm. uh, and and he'll go down as as very very memorable and most likely will take over at Seton Hall. Uh But I'm curious people's takes on Shaheen Holloway as the tournament went on because early it was fun. It was cute. It was, oh, man, this guy's confident. And then I think he may have worn people out eventually. I still I was still on board. I I loved it. And even though they got blown out yesterday by UNC, normally that's what happens to this type of Cinderella team. You eventually hit the team that's going to get you. uh, You kind of get you get to a level where it's just like, all right, you had a great run. Now it's over. And that and that, that happened yesterday. It was very clear, very early. Hmm. Um, and so good good for UNC to to knock them out. Do what Kentucky couldn't do, Purdue, and Wichita State. So, well, St.
1: Peter's is probably the smallest, most unknown school, Cinderella-wise, right? No question. Davidson Florida has Gulf hit. Coast. But to make it this far. Yeah, Florida Gulf, Gulf Coast, Oral Roberts has 15 seeds. But the Davidson run. They have history, and that's they're in in the state of North Carolina, so they're around bigger schools. VCU, I guess I don't know VCU, George Mason, but Saint Peter's, like looking at pictures of where they play home games, yeah, it's ridiculous. How is this? How are they competing with anyone? The picture of where Kentucky plays versus Saint Peter's, it's like, wait, is this a joke? And yet they're, yeah, they're knocking off. Premier programs to be Kentucky and Purdue in the same tournament to be one of the eight remaining teams is unbelievable. And I, I mean, I had I've never even heard of St. Peter's before. No way. No, no, no. Ninety nine percent of fans have never heard of them. They, can, no one even knows where they are. I had to look up. They're from New Jersey. No, one still no one knows anything about them. Even though they've watched them play three times. That's okay, right. so outside of watching them, do you know anything about them? Well, actually, no. I still don't know anything about them. It's yeah. remarkable. It is so, so.
0: So I just wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to give them some love because I, I do think even ten years from now, twenty years from now, this is a memorable run. This this goes oh, down yeah. in the history, and you know, UMBC beating Virginia is still a big deal. You know, sixteen over a one, but they only won one game, yeah. and right, they lost like the next round. So or the next game. So it, it didn't even. Which is the next round. Uh, but but so to, to me, like that that didn't carry enough momentum to where you like got to know them and followed them. Yeah. And, and it wasn't, it just wasn't quite as captivating in an ongoing way. Whereas when you build multiple weekends with a Cinderella team, that's the key. That's, yeah. that's where you go into another level of, of memory. All right. So with that said, the biggest story for, for me personally, and I think the biggest story nationally too, is the fact that Duke and UNC are playing in the tournament for the first time, and what makes this so fascinating is, you want it, you want to see it as a fan. Duke, Carolina, there's no greater greater rivalry in college basketball, but at the same time, you don't want to be the team that loses because it's it's going to be devastating for for either team. Now, this year is unique because it does feel like all the pressure is on Duke because they already lost the game at Cameron. This is coach K's final season. They're clearly the better team on paper. And and even the way Duke's been playing in this tournament, they're playing as well as anybody. The the win over Arkansas was very convincing. The win over Texas tech was very convincing. Now Carolina, same thing, um, but their guys aren't necessarily expected to go high in the NBA draft, Bancaro, it seems like everybody's kind of jumping on that bandwagon as as he's probably the number one pick at at this point, as as talented as he's shown all season long, especially in this tournament. And so for Carolina as an eighth seed, they've definitely overachieved. Nobody was thinking they were going to the final four. And, And for me, and I think a lot of Duke fans, we were hesitant just based on that loss to Carolina, the loss to Virginia Tech in the tournament. And it just felt like eh, Duke's kind of limping in to the tournament. And then you got Gonzaga as the number one team overall and the number one team in Duke's region. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't, I didn't pick Duke to go in my, in my main bracket. Um, but once Duke beat Michigan State, and I talked about it on last week's show, something clicked. This Duke team finally things came together. And now you've seen it the last couple of games. Everybody knows their role. Everybody is kind of feeling comfortable in what they're trying to do. And Coach K, I go back to that game against Carolina. And this is what we'll talk about for Unpack This today. When we take a sports story related to, to our own lives and related to to the Bible. Uh, devotionals go out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Hopefully you're already subscribed to the devotional. If you aren't, you can do that on unpackingit.com. Our, our goal with this show and with this ministry is, is we want to point sports fans to Jesus. And so we talk sports, we write about sports, but ultimately we want it to lead back to the Bible, back to Jesus. And and so that's what we, we try to do uh, each day, each week uh, here at unpacking it. And, and so going back to that, that game in Cameron, the final regular season game, this was a pivotal moment in this season. And, and ultimately in, you know, for, for Carolina fans, for Duke fans, it was just a, it was a huge, game. And 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 then in, in that moment, we had we weren't necessarily thinking about the final four. All of this has happened in the last couple of weeks, but we have to go back to that moment now that we can look back. And so to me, when I look back at that game, coach K was outcoached. And after the game I blame the players. How could you let this happen? How could you lose, you know, in coach K's big moment? But looking back, coach K was outcoached. He was caught up in the moment. He was not prepared. He was he was uh, uh, distracted, it was all about him that night, and it wasn 't about basketball and so Carolina, they get the credit for winning that game and and I, I read this today, which I thought was was really good. Um, nobody knew at the time I think this was Sports Illustrated, but that game served as the springboard for them both to go this far. North Carolina gained confidence, Duke grew out of adversity if the outcome had been different in Durham neither might be going to new orleans and so i love that that summarizes it because i believe that i don't think i don't think i definitely don't think carolina would have been here if they didn't get the confidence from beating duke in that final game and the way that they they prepared for that game the way that they overcame kind of the the shenanigans that took place that night carolina went to 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 win and they did it and it was it was phenomenal for from for their Vantage point. Now for Duke, that woke him up. That that to me got the it's all about Coach K kind of out of the way. And these last few games in the tournament, it's been about these players, these players stepping up. And Coach K, I think being in the moment of setting his players up well to maximize their abilities. The, the, we've known this, this team is talented. And and Jay Billis, uh, what did he say on, on ESPN? Um, Let me find that quote because it was was really good. He summarized it, too. He said, it's been a stunning reversal. They've always had the most weapons, but now those weapons are in total sync on the floor right now, both ends of the floor. So we've known that Duke's talented, but now things are clicking. Now things make sense, and and Coach K is maximizing them. And so it goes back to that game. And who would have thought that a loss would be so beneficial for Duke and a win would be so beneficial for Carolina. And, and so how does this relate to our own lives? I absolutely believe that throughout our journey of faith, God uses the wins and the losses to change us, grow us, and set us up for what he has next for us. And in the moment, we can't see down the line. We don't know that a final four is, is ahead of us. And, and in, the, in the moment of a loss, there's no way we can imagine a final four. And, and I think for Carolina, based on the season that they had, I mean, huge blowout losses that, that, that they had throughout the year. People were questioning Hubert Davis. And so heading into the tournament, I, I don't think people were thinking final four. That wasn't what that team was about. But that win was setting them up for an amazing run. The win over Baylor, uh, in, in, you know, impressive wins uh, along the way uh, for for Carolina and the way that they're playing with multiple guys stepping up. Caleb Love huge game the other night. Manic continues to be fun to watch. Baycott, twenty and twenty last night, twenty plus. Uh, he's playing out of his mind, and and so so Luke, I, you know, I, I look back at that game and it truly has been this special. Uh what was the word that sports illustrated use it used? Uh use it. Use it. Um. <laughs> Blessed. That's right. S- super uh, Christian over here. Use it. Yeah. Use it. It's springboarded. It was a true springboard. And so when we look back at our life, what are the things that God has used to springboard us to what's next? Hmm. And and where do we stand right now? Because some of us are dealing, we're in a season now where it's like, man, I can't believe this loss that I'm facing. That I've just dealt with. And some of us, maybe we just got a win and we're so happy about the one win. And God's actually preparing us for more wins to come. And and there's there's other things that are about to happen that we can't even imagine right now. And and so that's how you know God works in in, in many ways. And so we go back to one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and it's Romans 8:28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And so that means God causes everything, the wins, the losses, he's working things together for good, for his purposes in our lives. And and so we can embrace the wins, we can embrace the losses, and we never know how he's going to do it or what's next. Or, or what's going to happen in the tournament ahead of us, so to speak, and the journey ahead of us and how that, that one win is going to lead to three more wins that we never could have imagined, or that one loss is actually going to prepare us and humble us and set us up for the three or four wins ahead of us. And, and so I hope that, that, that we can all find uh, hope and confidence and, and faith in that, in that truth uh, the amplified version for Romans eight twenty eight, And we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. And so it's a powerful verse when we really believe it and grasp it and, and live by it. And, and I've seen it play out in in my, my life a a number of times uh, in big ways, uh, but also in little ways too. knowing that God is orchestrating the losses, the wins, uh, for his his glory and and for my good, um, and so it's it's amazing. And anything jump out to you, Luke, in your own life where where you've seen the the promise of Romans eight twenty eight uh, play out for you a win, a loss, how yeah. how he used it for for good.
1: Well, it's just it's just amazing knowing that that is a promise in Scripture that and it's not our own selfish good, but it's for those who love God. And when we love God, we want His will to be done. And he is going to accomplish his will and his purposes because he's sovereign. And, you know, one way he's done that in my life is, you know, losing my dad at a young age. Obviously, when that happened, so I was eight years old. When that happened, I could have never imagined how God would have used that. But to see how I've been able to encourage people who have lost a family member. My mom... Ministers to so many single moms and widows, um, and God's been able to comfort us in order for us to comfort others, and that's been just one example, one huge example, on how God doesn't waste pain; He works things for His glory. And when we are in Christ, we are like, His glory is our good, like our good and God's glory aren't are at odds with each other. But mm. when we are in Christ and we love God, when God gets glory, that's good for us because we're part of his sovereign purposes and his plans, and he blesses us tremendously. And so that's just been one way where God's really blessed me to be able, for God to be able to heal me in order to help bring comfort to others.
2: Mm.
0: Amen. No, that's that's incredible, man. Um, really powerful. And, and it's just, yeah, it's amazing that, you know, we think about, you know, from a sports perspective, that Duke loss at home in coach K's final regular season game in that moment, that was the most pain I felt in a while as a sports fan. Like I was (laughs) devastated. I was really like, I woke up the next morning, still upset about it. Like you couldn't imagine that anything good was going to come out of that loss. It was like, no, this is the worst. And it's like, there's no way for this to be redeemed other than Duke winning the championship. Which
1: at the time was a very lofty goal.
0: A lofty goal. It was like kind of almost a throwaway. It was like now he's got to go win the championship. But even then, it wouldn't have redeemed losing to Carolina. But now, now Duke has the chance to to for Coach K to beat UNC in his one and only time in the tournament, in the Final Four, to beat them on his way to a national championship and then retire. I mean, it's such an unbelievable, amazing story. And so you have to put it all in perspective. It was just a few weeks ago. It was just the beginning of March. And now we're at the end of March. And for all of this to play out. And so for, for all of us, if we really look back at our lives and see the really painful moments, the tough moments, the times that we were, we were so discouraged to see God's hand in our lives and, and work those out and, and the, ways he, the ways He's worked things out for our good. It, it's amazing. I mean, you know, I I think back to, uh, you know, I just I just spent the weekend at home with my my wonderful two daughters. Well, Jody and I we had a miscarriage before those two daughters were born, and the sadness and the devastation. And and not that I'm comparing this to, I am comparing it to to a loss for Duke, but we're, we use sports as parallels to our own lives. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so so that yeah. That, so people are thinking is that is he just making that Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's what we do. But but to, to think about that pain and now the joy of my yeah. two sweet little daughters. I had special time with both of them over the over the weekend. Yep. And, and God worked it all for good. And the growth that took place during those, those hard, that hard season of uncertainty for us, uh, God, God's been been faithful and good to us in our own lives. And so uh, I could go on and on about this, about just the truth of Romans 8.28. But it's fun when we see it in sports, but more importantly, what God's doing in our character, in our own lives, in real life, in, in light of eternity and in light of becoming more and more like Jesus. That's what he's using all of these circumstances uh, in our lives for, to change yeah. us, to mold us, to shape us, uh, which ultimately is for our good.
1: Yeah, more uh, and, like like, and sometimes it's, it's not just, it's not only God allows bad things, but he also blesses us with good things. Like that's right. when Carolina's able to go in and beat Duke, that's a great thing for them that transformed their season. Yep. And no one would have thought they would have made a final four. It was not even it was not even a question. All the Carolina fans, a shout out to Tar Heel Phil. That's right had sure. Carolina in the final four winning it all. Kenny Smith has Carolina winning it all. And I'm like, Oh yeah, well that they love Carolina, that makes sense. Now they're in the final four. I think in my own life, like for example, God blessing me with my wife Madeline is a tremendous blessing from God and he's going to use her to continue working all things for my good. Not right. only has he used the loss of my dad, but he's used the blessing of an amazing Amen. wife to work all things for my good as well. It's both sides.
0: Amen. I'm glad you brought that up because that's, that's a key, key part of it. Absolutely. The, the wins then lead to other wins and, and, yeah. and more blessings and, and experiences. Uh, so it's, so it's great. Uh, so there's the parallel and the encouragement for us today. Let, let's talk a little bit more uh, about this game because you know, the reality is only one of these teams is going to win. And, and that's what's so fascinating just this week, hearing Tar Heel fans as the – I do have a
1: ton of friends. I probably have more Tar Heel friends than I do Duke fans. Um, well, that probably explains the, the, the new addition to the setup. We got a, a signed Tar Heel hat and a Duke jersey both added this week to the Arsenal. That's What's going right. on so, there. Kind of dipping your toes and, uh I don't know where I was going with. Dipping your toes and both I had to pool. dip my toes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah to find
0: whatever. Duke Carolina gear. Thanks.
1: Um, <laughs> so, yeah, well, so
0: my, my Duke jersey that's now hanging is actually a Jay Williams jersey. Um, and so, anyway, I liked him as a player. As an analyst, eh, he's not my favorite. But as a player, yeah. I loved him at Duke. He was awesome. Well, because he's but, a Mr.
1: Uh, NFL guy, Mr. Baseball guy. He, yeah. He's become a Kendrick Perkins where ah, I'm an all sports talk guy. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. basketball really well. Maybe maybe stick with that. I don't know. That's right. That's right. Um, So. uh, So anyway, I, I actually got I, th- I may have
0: told this story on the show, but I got that Duke jersey from the a cap of a Mountain Dew cap. What? Like you, I won it. I, like, hey, you like the won Snapple thing, jerky. except there's like prizes. Yeah, this was like 20 years ago. And it turned out to be a Jason Williams jersey. My Uncle Kevin, loyal listener Uncle Kevin, sent me the, the bottle cap, which then ended. I ended up winning it. Somehow connected to him. I can't remember all the details. But anyway, so that's hanging on the wall for those of you that are listening to the podcast later. You still a Mountain uh, Dew guy?
1: No. Gosh, oh, I haven't had one of in 40 years either. No love. Free jersey, and then you give up on the drink forever.
0: Yeah, not a Mountain Dew guy. If I'm, if I'm going to drink a,
1: a pop or a soda, it's going to be Sprite. Hold on. Um, Let me stop you right there. What a pop a pop, no way. Come on, a pop. Are you serious? Yeah, pop? A good pop. yeah you gotta have a good no pop. No way. I, I just I have to go out. I have to say this it's called soda, it's not called pop. I went to a it's Kansas a Jayhawk and game, either way, it's a soda and pop. We, sta- we stayed way. with my buddy's cousins, and they're like, Man, I'm tired. I could go for a pop right now. I'm like, Yeah, popsicle. What do you mean, pop? You know, Dr. Pepper, whoa, 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 whoa. Dr. Pepper is a soda. And then in Texas, every person calls every soda, just a Coke. Yeah. I could go for a Coke. What kind of Coke do you want? Oh, I'll have a Dr. Pepper. I'm like, okay, first of all, can we go home, lock yourself inside because that is not allowed. What kind of Coke do you want? I'll have a Dr. Pepper. No way. I cannot tolerate. I'm not
0: okay with that. I'm not okay with that. That's bad. But but pop is short for soda pop. So it seems fair, but we're back to the other addition to the, to the studio here today. Um, this is a worn-out North Carolina hat that I had as a kid. So there was a time where I was probably a little confused, where I, I probably rooted for Carolina and Duke uh, when I was real young, and then I finally landed on Duke. But I did go to UNC basketball camp, and there you could see. I think I have. Let's see. Oh, there he is, Julius Peppers. There's a Julius Peppers. No art way. Guy. Yep, Ronald Curry. He ended up. Both those guys played in the NFL uh ed coda uh there was a guy jonathan holmes he was like a little point guard so anyway so those were signed by some of the guys that were my camp leaders and i i talked to ronald curry probably i liked him a lot and i had breakfast with this guy jonathan holmes so for the Tar Heel fans i have got some love for him and i'll even say this before the the week of hatred begins i absolutely love hubert davis i don't know how many times i have to say this I love Hubert Davis and watching him at the end of the the game yesterday against St. Peter's, the emotion that that he had. This is an extremely impressive run. Now, Bill Guthridge also took his team to the final four when he took over for for Dean Smith, a really talented team. But it almost felt, I remember in the offseason, it's like, oh, Roy Williams is bailing on this team. Like, he doesn't think this team is good enough. He's out. And, oh, Hubert, good luck. And then early in the season, they were struggling, getting blown out and all that. Hubert loves this team. The players love him. They've bought in, and he's shown what a great leader he is. Uh, Great man, loves the Lord. He was an awesome guest on Unpacking It years ago. So good for him. I I don't root against him by any means. I root (laughs) against my friends that are Tar Heel fans. That's who I root against. True. But but I love Manic. I finally got a haircut yesterday, but I had a Manic look going on. I got to show you, I got to show you pictures, but I was wearing it. My hair was getting so long. I was wearing a headband around the house. That's that's,
1: so it was Brady manic. Like, so, yeah, so we had our, we had a meeting last Friday video call and you answered with the headband on and it was my first reaction was, uh, actually, will you let me know when Bryce is home? And I'm like, oh, wait, no, (laughs) wait, this is Bryce. But it was, it was a strong look. I was team headband in basketball in high school because I had long hair. Uh, but if you want to, if you if you want to laugh, go look at Brady Manic's progression of his styles. Yeah. Buzz cut as a freshman, almost like Gordon Hayward' long swoopy hair in the middle years at Oklahoma, and now he's a, a, a grizzly man with the beard, and it is it is awesome. So I, I'm a little disappointed you gave up on the long hair. We've seen you with the five o'clock shadow, but I think you've got a little bit of a manic beard in you. I think it's possible.
0: I, I, I don't. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I've never been able to cross over to a nice thick beard. I, I can't oh, yeah. do it. So, uh, but no, I like Manic. So anyway, I like this Tar Heel team. I, I'm excited to watch this matchup just as a basketball fan. But of course, the storybook ending is is what I'm rooting for, and and to see my my childhood team, the team I've been rooting for for so long, Duke Blue Devils. Let's see it happen. So. I, I was I was pulling hard for Tar Heels to get there because I wanted to see this matchup. I really did. As much as I love the St. Peter Cinderella story, I was over it. I was like, all right, one more wasn't gonna that would have been fine with it, but I, I wanted to see UNC and Duke. Uh but UNC yeah. fans, again, they've been a little hesitant about this. And and so now, you know, they get to go into this game with very little pressure, I would say. But but also knowing that, oh man, if UNC loses. Now Duke gets to go to another championship, and and this this gets to unfold, and then and they do get the revenge game because then at that point, if a Tar Heel fan brings up, oh well, remember we we beat Duke in that final home game, and eh, that's fine. Duke won the championship and beat you on the way there, so it does nullify that, which is
1: nullifies it completely. So which is
0: kind of crazy because who would have thought that that would have been a
1: yeah an option. from a from a non Duke or Carolina fan? Like I get Duke is the better team and they have more talent. But every team in the Final Four is so hot right now. Duke is clicking on all cylinders, firing in all cylinders. With Roach has been the backbone of that team. Obviously, Bancaro, in my opinion. Bancaro is obviously the most talented. But Roach drives that machine. And I'll tell you what. North Carolina, with the emergence of Caleb Love, Manic, Manic is has the ability to shoot the lights out every game. Baycott is dominant. So yep. Baycott and Mark Williams going against each other is going to be <sighs> fascinating. Caleb love, uh, versus Roach to see who, who's going to manic and Ben Caro is going to be amazing. And on the other side of the bracket, Villanova having their, one of their top players injured. I hate that. Now, Moore. obviously does That's that benefit play. KU? Yes. But I, I hate, when players go down and have to miss big games. I hate when teams if if KU be, beats Villanova, I hate that Villanova's going to have in the back of their head if only we have this player. Cuz that's a legitimate thing. And so I hate that for the player. But even KU, the emergence of a guy like Remy Martin, Ochai Abaji, yeah. the All-American hasn't been scoring that much and Remy Martin's been hot. Great story. And then Villanova is just No, no, Jermaine Samuels had a great game against Houston. So all four teams, no matter what happened in the regular season, they're obviously talented, but their players are playing really well. So it's, I mean, my personal opinion, it feels like it's Duke-Kansas inevitable. And this is where I get torn. I would love your thoughts on this. I am torn as a sports fan. Rooting for Kansas. Obviously, I'm rooting for Kansas to win it all. But... Also rooting for seeing one of the greatest sports moments that would ever happen, which is coach K winning in his last game ever winning the championship in the season where he announced before the season started, this will be my last year. I don't care what anyone says. This would, this, that would be one of the greatest sports moments in sports history and we would get to see it. So I hate that I'm in this position because if it's Duke, is, Kansas, uh, I hope Carolina beats Duke in, in the in the Final Four so I don't have to have this, this divided interest on seeing Coach K win it all in his last game and rooting for my Jayhawks to get a ring. So that's the dilemma I'm in as a sports fan.
0: That is interesting, and we'll have to talk about it next week uh, because really at that point, yeah, would only Tar Heel fans, let's say Duke wins – playing the championship you'd think you'd have to think there would be like the average fan would want to see that even though I know there's so much Duke hate but that has to it's almost like the Tom Brady hate like eventually you have to just appreciate and enjoy the storybook ending yeah um even though with Brady there, there will never be an ending but just the fact that he went <laughs> down to Tampa Bay and won <laughs> even thing like neutral fans it's like yeah that was that was pretty cool that was remarkable yeah. like, who would have thought um or who, you know, just the fact that that all came together. So I yeah, it's hard for me to say because I'm very biased. So I, I can't, I can't, I just try to compare it to I used to hate Tom Brady, but then I eventually just came around on it. I was like, this guy's awesome. What's not to like? This is fun. I I think Coach K is winning a few people over
1: during this run. No, like, I think he, he is. I I, he, I the normal the normal Duke hatred isn't there. I think people are, at least the people I've talked to in and am around. People are rooting for – you either absolutely want Duke to lose or you're like, you know what, I kind of want to see this. So I just I, – I feel like I'm going to have to watch the championship game. I think it's going to be Duke-Kansas, and I'm going to have this dilemma of obviously I'm rooting for my Jayhawks, but I'm, I'm also – would I would have to root against sports history which i don't i don't want to be in that position no, you fandom you're absolute your your true fandom it it, it, w- it wins out i just wins. wish that no if duke is in the championship game, I would be able to root for them without a divided heart i would rather do that and k u have lost i just wouldn't i i i didn't want to be in this position <laughs> well
0: i think i think what will happen We'll take it one game at a time. I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to jump the gun, but we'll, we'll take it. If that that ends up happening, it'll be interesting. So we'll we'll have fun next week discussing it all. Uh, Now, if Duke loses to Carolina, then I haven't, I haven't even let that enter my mind. If that does happen and then Carolina owns, yeah, we ended your career at Duke. We ended your career in the tournament. Then it's almost like I can't even be a Duke fan anymore. Then it's like, I'm, I'm done. Like, cause then you're just, it's like over. It's like, ah, you throw away the rivalry at that point; it's the,
1: devastating. And you're tossing on the Julius Pepper signature. I, gotta, you're wearing I know. That. At that
0: point, it's it's <laughs> bleak.
1: So I'm. Gonna, that would be something. Oh that my be goodness! Bad. Can't even imagine.
0: But it's going to be a fun week. The build up, and then the Final Four Saturday night. You know, how does this compare? I saw a list of of maybe the greatest Final Fours ever, and this list did put this year's as the best with uh, 1975. UCLA, Kentucky, Louisville, Syracuse at second. Then the third best was 93, UNC, Michigan, Kentucky, Kansas, number four, 91, Duke, Kansas, North Carolina, UNLV 2008, which is, that's definitely the one that I remember from being a fan uh, over the, you know, probably since I was 10. So Kansas, Memphis, UCLA, North Carolina, Uh, that was an awesome tournament. And I think this year's tournament rivals that tournament. Um, I yeah, remember so that one significantly.
1: The final four is better without St. Peter's in it. Now, nothing against St. Peter's, agree. but now before the UNC game, I was thinking, man, could they win? But once the game started, it was clear. All right. Now we're back to normal basketball. This feels like a regular season or a preseason game. St. Peter's getting paid 500,000 to come play UNC. The magic <laughs> has run its course, yeah. but we we didn't want to see Duke St. Peter's in the final four. We didn't want that. The the loaded Blue Blood Final Four is amazing. And Cinderella stories are great, but I, I wanted Duke UNC. We all did. It's yeah. better with how loaded it is. I think so, so too. Man. I do,
0: too. I think it's, it's what ultimately most fans love. We love the Cinderella's early and then finish strong with truly four great teams. Now, yeah. were these the four best teams from the season? No, not really. Mm-mm. I mean, Duke, you know, Duke was up there at one point, but then they they fell and Kansas had moments where they slipped. And um, Villanova, you know, it's amazing. Jay Wright deserves a ton of credit. So uh, he's a phenomenal coach. And some people yeah. will even argue that he's the best coach, which is a fair argument. None of his players are up for the, you know, the Naismith award. They're not going to be first round picks. Maybe after the tournament, they, they'll move up into draft boards, but that's not where they were. Um, yet here they are and he does it with unconventional players and a lot of times guys that stick around and some of those players do end up playing well in the NBA Uh, Kyle Lowry and Mikel Bridges was key for Phoenix our boy Jalen Brunson in Dallas who's that Jalen Brunson Brunson. absolutely and he was second rounder right second rounder yeah yeah so so tons of love we probably didn't give Villanova enough of love but my family up in Philadelphia—they'll be pulling hard for them. Well,
1: I'm hoping for vengeance. 2018 Final Four—they decimated Kansas, and I mean they—they they won easily that championship. So this is redemption for the Hawks, beating Absolutely. Jay Wright in Villanova. That no, I was it, at that Final at, Four. That there's a rematch there too.
0: That's yeah, I was at long. that
1: Final Four, and it was a sad day. It was oh. sad.
0: All right, so. uh There's our college basketball talk. I want to make sure we get in our MetaShare moment of the week, and then we will do some tap drill. But this, uh, we got to sneak a little golf in. Uh, I did have some golf on since there was only one game at a time uh, yesterday. It it did allow for a little golf. But there was a special uh, win yesterday for Scotty Scheffler, and I want to play what his dad said to him Following the win. Here is your metashare moment of the week. I'm more proud of who you are than your golf. There you go. So yeah, sorry. I guess I didn't have it loud enough. But but basically he said, I'm more proud of who you are than your golf. That was Scott's dad uh, following the the win. Yeah. And that's what you want to hear as a son. That's what as a dad, that's what your approach needs to be. What a wonderful example. Uh, I just love that. So So cool. It's not, yeah, it's not about what we do. And you know, Scheffler's been on a roll. He's number one in the world now. Number one in the world. Unbelievable. And and his dad, Hey, you're, you're a great golfer. That's fine. But I'm proud of who you are. Oh, I love that. Gosh, that's a, that's a powerful moment right there. Yeah. So that's the Medicare moment of the week.
1: Yeah. And, And Scotty and his wife are awesome. One of my buddies goes to church with them in Dallas. And, um, They're awesome people off the course. So what his dad said is true. Uh, He has a lot to be proud of. Uh, Like Scotty recently came and brought tons of basically untouched golf shirts and just dropped them off the church to a bunch of people. That's just like one small thing. And he's attends normally and stuff. But for his his dad to say that, he has every reason to say, yeah, your golf is uh, why I'm proud of you because he's been on a tear. But it was cool to see the emotion. Scotty was tearing up to see how happy his family was for him. That was that was amazing. So
0: that was cool. So plenty of great moments in college basketball over the weekend, of course, and the Hubert Davis moment. That was that was special too. But uh, but wanted to to shine some light on on that because that's a really really cool quote. Um, you're a wonderful young man, and and that's 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 more important than the birdies and and the and the golf wins.
1: And I'm All sure right. he. And this last thing, I'm sure he appreciates hearing that more just a, a, from just looking at our own hearts. Would we rather be told, hey, your golf's great, or I'm proud of the man you are? I'm sure that means more than if his dad would have said, oh, I'm so proud of how how great you played today. It's, Absolutely. Scotty, that means way more hearing that his dad's proud of the man he is.
0: Mm. Amen. That's it. Very, very cool. All right. Let's let's uh, let's bring on Henry bien and... This is tap drill. He's going to ask us some questions, some other random stuff going on uh, in the, the world of sports and life and entertainment. And no, we're not going to break down the Will Smith uh, shenanigans last night. There's another show that's doing that. Actually, every other show. That's all they're talking about today. It was a wonderful weekend in sports and all anybody wants to talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock. So We'll let others do that. Yeah. But Henry, why don't
2: you uh, why don't you take it away with tap drill? All right, boys. Will Smith and Chris Rock, notwithstanding, uh, there were the Oscars last night. They did give out some awards. So, boys, let me just go like this. What's your favorite movie that you saw from the last year?
0: So I've got a great one, and I don't think it came out in the last year, but I watched it within the last year. It's the movie Yesterday, where it's about what if Beatles music never existed and and only except for one guy who who knew the songs, and then he yeah. becomes a superstar because he knows the songs. It is a fascinating movie. I absolutely loved the concept, the music. It was fun. That was my that was my favorite movie. I think I watched it over Christmas time. So that was that was a great one. What about for
1: you? Uh, it was all right. I didn't love you, it. You didn't love it? Oh, oh it seems goodness. so cheesy to me. Oh
0: my <laughs> god. No. You got to let your mind drift, man. Let it, no. let it, just
1: have some fun with it. No, here, here, I'll give the correct answer here. And it's No Time to Die, James Bond. That movie uh, I haven't seen that. was so tremendous. So Madeline and I are rewatching the James, all the James Bond movies. Oh, and interesting. No Time to Die was very good.
2: Okay. Interesting. We're going to have we're going to have to save that debate, Luke, for another day because I'm about to post you up on, on that James Bond debate, but we'll save that for another time. Ooh. Next nice. uh, next topic on uh, Tap Drill here. I don't know if you guys remembered throughout all the stuff that's going on in sports. It seems like so long ago. Um, Tom Brady unretired, by the way. And now Peyton Manning's getting in on the act because he says, Hey, Tom, I gave you some stuff because you were going to retire. Now you're still playing. I want my stuff back. So <laughs> how should this situation, boys, be resolved? I love this concept and this story because
0: I think it actually plays out in like other situations. What happens if you, you know, you celebrated getting a job and then that person doesn't actually take the job. You take them out for dinner to celebrate and then they don't keep it. What about marriage? People that, you know, you get wedding gifts. Do you get your wedding gift back? Hey, uh, hey, you know, I gave you that toaster for your wedding. Five years later, you're not in. It's very sad. I need that toaster back.
1: Well, you can't can't do that you can't If you're do given that. a toaster you uh you don't have to get a lot of leeway if, you're, oh, if your favorite. gift is a toaster that's everyone needs a toaster a to- are, are you no, being serious I'm, no I'm kidding you're, oh kidding. gosh thank you a toaster no no we got to do better than that
0: but but no I don't think you could give it back I think what happens is when Tom Brady retires 10 years from now Peyton Manning's off the hook because he's already done the gesture so <laughs> it's it, it was just a little premature but, hey, Manning did what he needed to do. That's it.
2: Hey, I, I gave you yeah. the gift. I acknowledge that we're not doing this again. Oh, by the way, the go-to gift for, the go-to gift for weddings is always going to be a crockpot. Always going to be the crockpot. Game changer. Yes. How much is a crockpot? It's actually not that expensive. We got one here. And what we do is that we put all, we put all the ingredients in. We go to work. We leave it on low because it cooks for like eight hours. And by the time we get in, we put all the seasoning in. It's ready to go oh yeah no I, I have one i just don't know how much they
1: cost i was just well, curious uh, if that's a Good gift. i'll say this if if there is a registry and you get something that's not on the registry uh that's a huge error if oh, there yeah. is a wedding registry that oh. they worked hard on and these are these are the things we want and you go outside of the registry what are we doing here i they, mean i got they know what they mattered. want just get something off the registry
0: but i, I got more I, platters that i know what to do
2: with what do we, what I don't even know what to do with one platter, let alone five platters. I made platter? it easy for you guys. Here's the list. Pick right. something off the list. We'll be, ha- we'll both be happy. Man, all That's right, good. all right. Moving on to the world of baseball. Yes, folks. Yes, Virginia, we are having baseball. And of all people, Albert Pujols. Yes, Albert Pujols is still a thing. He actually <laughs> just signed a one-year contract to go back to where it all started the St. Louis Cardinals. So, boys, let me ask you this. Who is your most memorable or your most favorite athlete who came back home to finish out his career?
0: Yeah, because Ooh. I I, I want to say LeBron, but, of course, he didn't finish in Cleveland, but that's no. got to be the greatest return. Uh, did Allen Iverson ultimately finish in Philly? Because he went back to Philly, right? Didn't he I even- think he – I
2: think he did like the one day contract thing. Oh, that was Just it. The, he never
0: actually played for Philly. I don't think.
2: I don't think he ever really played for Philly. I think he did the one contracting so he can officially retire as a Sixer. Okay. But I think. It, but his last his last playing days were in Denver, if I'm not mistaken. So so Ken Griffey he went back to Seattle at the,
0: at the very end. So that's got to be one of the better ones. So I'm glad that pull is back in St. Louis. He should have never left, but uh, <laughs> that that seems like a good. Good finish to the career. So,
1: good for him. I'll say a little Dallas flair, me being a huge Mavs fan. J.J. Barea is the return <laughs> from Minnesota. But Jason Kidd, coming back to Dallas and winning a championship in 2011 and then coming back to be the head coach. For Dallas fans, Jason Kidd's up there for the greatest return. So, that That's was great.
0: Charles Woodson went back to the Raiders. That was interesting. Uh, so yeah, Le- been, I don't think LeBron counts.
1: think he left again.
2: Yeah, no, 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 LeBron, no, LeBron doesn't count. No, not at all. But so I think for me, as a for a Northeast guy, I think for me, it, with the with the New York basketball flair, it's got to be Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson started with Patrick Ewing, coming right out of St. John's, then went over to the to the hated Pacers and the battles that they had, and then Mark mm. Jackson comes back home to finish out his career as a New York Nick. He was born or raised in right hearing in New York. So I think for me, Mark Jackson's the best, the best return, so to speak. I'll let you have it. <laughs> All right, guys. Now, speaking of basketball, Bryce, I know this is a sensitive subject for you, but we got to talk about it. It's Kyrie Irving. The New York City mandate has been rolled back. It's been lifted. And now Kyrie Irving can play at Brooklyn at Barclays with the Brooklyn Nets for the rest of the season for all of the home games. Now, I know you jumped off the bag when, Bryce. I know you were like, Kyrie's out, so I'm out. So what do you think about the Nets now that Kyrie can play all of the remaining games?
0: Yeah, so as people know, I'm not a big Kyrie fan. Going back to his days at Duke. No um, love
1: for the brotherhood.
0: No, he's, I, I guess he's still in the brotherhood, but I, I no thanks. He's um, the brother. Uh, he's he's the guy at like the other the other table at family reunions. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, now I'm like putting myself in the brotherhood with the Duker Dukies. Duke, oh yeah, that's players. what we that's what we do with sports
1: fans. You, you got
0: know. our team, but I'm st- I'm still off the Nets bandwagon. And last night the Charlotte Hornets beat them in his first game, able to play Lamelo Ball, 33 points. They go in with a convincing win. Now the Hornets are ahead of the, the Nets in the East. The, uh, the the Hornets are rising seven and three in the last ten. So the the Nets don't they don't have enough. They went all in on these these two guys and now with uh, with Simmons you can't trust Simmons. So I'm still off the Nets bandwagon. They're just not consistent enough. Kyrie hits some ridiculous shots. He's good at times, but reliability, all of them being on you know on, on the same page heading into the playoffs, I just don't see it. I really don't. I'm out.
1: I playoff basketball's So different there. I agree. There's probably too much chaos behind the scenes. We don't even know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. Oh, but in a seven game series to beat Kevin Durant and Kyrie four times, that's still a tall task. So I'm not, I, I'm not out on them, but I, I understand. I sympathize with being burned by a fellow member of the Duke brotherhood. So, uh, <laughs> rooting against him.
2: We'll, we'll, we'll say hi to Kyrie at Family Functions, but that's about it, so long as he stays across the room. All right. right. Fi- finally, of course, we got to talk about Draymond because Draymond loves to talk. So on his recent podcast, he talked about LeBron James and going on to being the highest scoring player in basketball history, to which he said, hey, Coach Kerr, if LeBron is coming up on being number one on the scoring list, I'm going to the game. Is that fair or is that foul? Wow. Isn't that a, isn't that a bizarre
0: uh comment for like for an opponent? Somebody that you went up against each other oh. in the finals, and you're gonna skip your own game to go watch them. Now, this wouldn't happen until next season. So this is this will probably come up again. Uh, but I, I saw this and I go, What in the world? No. And for one if you're Draymond Green, show some respect to Steve Kerr. They'll, they'll, this acts like I'll just tell him I'm not coming to the game. Enough of this not showing up for game stuff. I guess that there's like a deeper issue there for me. Um, and Green, he hasn't played half the season anyway. So he, he basically picks and choose, chooses when he plays already. So now he wants to be, if you want to be, here's, here's, all right, either be a player or go be part of the media and be a fan. You you choose. That's If I'm Steve
1: Kerr, that's what I say. You want to be a I, part of the moment and go retire. It's ridiculous. You're going to be at your team's game. What are we doing here? I right. by no means ever wish to be an NBA coach. Obviously, it's never <sighs> even going to happen. But to be an NBA coach, these guys are their awesome. own brands. They're their own coaches. How do you How do you gain respect? I don't know. I probably have a somewhat ignorant view, but at least college, you're the clear authority in high school. But in the NBA... What's what's Steve Kerr gonna say to Draymond? Oh, fine you okay, great. Yeah, here's a check. I'll be there next week. So oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like if you have a game, play for your team. What are we doing here?
0: Yeah. Skip the you know, game? You could, you could, yeah, I mean, you could see it on T V. You'll be fine. I don't that know why. He, why would LeBron need him there? He's got plenty of other former teammates. Maybe they played together on the Olympics. Was Green on the Olympics with him? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know All why right. they're buddy buddy, but
1: it's not like Draymond that, hasn't been present for enough basketball history. I mean, he's won championships, true. so what are we doing here?
0: Keep, yeah, keep watching Steph. Show up for Steph record-breaking game after game, yeah, too. Yeah, come on. But on a side note, LeBron becoming the all-time leading scorer is a big deal if he sticks around next season and can do it. Um, yeah. that, that is awesome. All right, Henry, great stuff. Awesome tap drill today. This was a fun show. Great to be with everyone. Uh, I'll leave you with this absurd stat. How about this? Coach K... Past John Wooden with his 13th Final Four. And now Coach K has reached a Final Four in five consecutive decades. Oh, my goodness. Let that set in. That's, that's, that's unbelievable. What a, what a career. The story continues. Ah, like I started the show, Hollywood can't write this script. So you can have the Oscars. You can have Will Smith and Chris Rock. Give me Coach K, Hubert Davis, Brady Manick, Bancaro, Roach, Moore, Love, Kansas, Self, Jay Wright, Villanova, Final Four. Here we go. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the hype. And, Luke, I'm waiting until the end to tell you this. And, Henry, I have to call Sunday night, this Sunday night, to see if I have jury duty on Monday. Wah, 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 wah. Very concerning. Very concerning. So it is my hope. Joint, joint. Well, let's let's not make a mockery of prayer. But let's let's hope let's hope that I'm I'm here on Monday. Civic duty versus sports fandom. I know. Can nice. you imagine if I, if I can't be here Monday?
1: I mean that that nullifies. Night. We have to do a show Sunday night. That, that nullifies any concern I had with lunch on Sunday.
0: Yeah. So I want to be here Monday to talk about it all. But if not, we'll figure we'll figure something out. But enjoy the Final Four. And gosh, let's remember Romans 828 and amazing to think how that one, that one game, Duke Carolina at the end of the season, it was a springboard for, for Duke to be humbled and to to make some changes, to reevaluate. It was a springboard for Carolina to have confidence to to build on win after win after win. Uh, and, and Duke, things seem to click after that, that loss. Uh, they also lost to Virginia Tech, so add that in there too. But, uh, but, but as far as Romans 8.28, we'll leave with this. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan. I'm a Duke fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have an awesome week, great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare.
2: For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit
1: unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and
0: challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.